Hey, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching In Depth. On Now You Know. You can help support our channel by going to ecoware.us, where we have new designs every week, and we carbon offset the production, shipping, and life cycle of every product, and we plant a tree for every order. And you can buy this shirt. And we're brought to you by abetterrootplanner.com. They just came out with their new premium app, which you can get a free 30-day trial of if you use our code down below. And we're sponsored by our friends at the Solar Powered Hotels in Schaumburg, Illinois, the Fairfield Inn and Suites by Marriott, and the Town Place Suite Hotel right next door. They're both connected, they're both solar powered, and they both have EV charging. They're profitable! Can I get a whoop whoop? Tesla has eked out a profit even though it is Q1, which has yes. statistically always been a hard quarter for Tesla, they still pulled out a profit, which was way better than the expectations. We just got done reading the Tesla Q1 earnings letter and off the earnings call. And you're watching this on a Thursday because we're like, let's get this out as soon as possible. So yes, $16 million in gap net income even in their seasonably weakest quarter. So that is fantastic news. They've never done this before in Q1, been profitable before. So congratulations, Tesla, you did it. Also, you did it with a worldwide shutdown. Right. This is three quarters in a row of profit. Now, let me just ask you a hypothetical question since I know the answer to this question. What happens if they get four quarters of profit? They get a little prize. What's the prize? They get a little take-home trophy to their parents. What do they get? <laughs> they could get to be part of the S&P 500. I don't know what that means. I'm a normal person. <laughs> what on earth does that mean? Uh, yeah, so they're the 500 uh, biggest corporations. But to get on there, you also have to be profitable for four quarters in a row, which Tesla never has been. Okay. And if they get onto the S&P 500, that means that every index fund that covers the S&P 500 has to buy stock in them. So wait, that wait, means... wait, wait. What do you mean they have to? What is well, the rules? It, yeah. I mean, if you buy an index fund, that means that you're indexing all the companies in that fund. And so that would mean every, every bank out there that has an index fund of the S&P 500 would have to go and buy a proportional number of Tesla shares. That usually gives you a bump. I have a question. Was that your next question? Yes, the next question that I have is, what happens to the Tesla stock price when that happens, when when it gets onto the S&P 500 and all of these banks need to buy it, Tesla stock? You generally do get a bump. Okay. If you're watching this on Thursday, you did notice a bump this morning, basically off of that earnings letter, because holy or wow. A, or what people thought was going to be in the earnings letter. That yeah. too, right. So that is, the that is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of the good news. Right. It's the main point. It's the the main meal, what most people came here for. They're profitable. Yeah, and and, and I just want to remind everyone that uh, not only did Tesla Fremont have to shut down for one week in Q1, but also Tesla Shanghai, which was affected earlier than that, had to shut down for a period of time. So we had both of the main Tesla factories shut down for a period in this Q1, which is also the seasonally toughest quarter, and they made a profit. So right. let's figure out how they did it. So firstly, the Model Y contributed to profits, um, which is the first time in Tesla's history that a new product has been profitable in its first quarter. Yeah, let's just go back to the Model 3 release where you know they had a hard time getting production ramp, hard time making money on the product for a while. Along comes Model Y and boom, right out the door, profitable. And early. And early. I mean, that's it. that is not an easy thing to do. It's similar to the Model 3, um, which is gives it a big advantage, but it's not identical. In fact, we've been seeing from Sandy Monroe that it has a lot of differences. Right. So another cool thing here is that we learned in their letter that uh, Tesla reached production of a thousand solar roofs in a single week. 
That's pretty cool because the only thing holding them back, according to Elon later in the call, was that they need to start training roof installers. But of course, uh, the double plus bad cold has made that really tough. Now, just want to point out this little line item here that their first quarter revenue grew 32% year over year. Now, why can't you compare it to last quarter? Because uh, Q1 is seasonally the worst time in the automotive industry. People in January don't really want to get out of bed and get a car. Right, so it's better to compare year over year. And so if we do that to Q1 of 2019, we see that they grew 32% revenue. That's fantastic. Also, we see here that automotive gross margin of 25.5% was the highest they've had in 18 months, along with their gross margin of 20.6%. Now you might be asking, what's the difference between automotive gross margin? Well, that's the margin on their cars. Gross margin would be the margin on all their products. Um, and then let's just take some fun looks here at uh, Giga Shanghai because now it's contributing to their profit. Now, I just want to point out this picture here is a little hard to uh, fathom right. because um, you see that little factory up in the top left mm -hmm. in the way back. That's the that's the Shanghai Giga Factory that we know and love. Mm -hmm. And take a look at what's in the foreground here. That's another whole factory that they're building. Mm. That's like a whole, uh, it's like going trick or treating and you're expecting to get maybe like a fun size, you know, Snickers. And instead you're getting two freaking full size Snickers bars here. And I want you to look at this picture here. That is uh, their battery plant at Shanghai. And they just put out job listings for people to start working, making batteries in Shanghai. So yes, at this same location, they're gonna be making batteries. How exciting is that? All right, but let's talk about cash. Everyone loves cash, right? Love cash. Quarter end cash increased by 1.8 billion. So quarter over quarter, that has gone up to $8.1 billion in the bank in cash. Now that was driven by their recent $2.3 billion capital raise. Now it was offset negatively by quarterly free cash flow of 895 million. So they raised a lot of cash, spent a lot of cash, but they still have way more in the bank. So, so that was smart. Yeah, so they have $8.1 billion just sitting in the bank. And if they need some money, it's there just waiting look, for them in the bank. Elon will go down to the bank with his ATM. <laughs> he will put it in there, take out his, oh, it'd be like, oh, I can only take out 20 million a day. Like, right. what's my limit? And they did list that interruption of operations at the end of the quarter blamed for sequential inventory growth. Yes, they basically had to stop operations for a while and that did throw things off. Um, let's look at the Model 3 slash Y production. If we look at this here, it is up 39% year over year. Again, we're not comparing it to last quarter. We're comparing it to the tough quarter of Q1 2019, and it's up 39%. That's amazing. Boom. That's Boom. amazing. 39% increase in almost anything, and you're going like, whoa. Now, they did say that Tesla semi-deliveries have been shifted to 2021. We had heard that they might be coming out later this year, but I guess because of the double-plus bad cold, they have shifted it off a year. That's sad because we're getting one of those. Yeah, but, you know, it just gives us a little bit more time to figure out where we're going to park it and uh, how we're going to charge it. And, and also to fight over who's going to drive it first. Oh, well, that's yeah. obviously going to be me. Uh, Elon reminded us that in Q1, there were more Model Ys produced in the first quarter than Model 3s in the first two quarters. So again, like we're saying, they've learned their lesson. They learned how to produce cars even faster. Mm -hmm. And Elon said that they were ahead of the schedule that they were ahead of already. Which is, wow, okay, you are ahead of schedule. That is that is something that someone who is very impressed with their scheduling says. Elon then led us on to this little tidbit that they are collecting data from 1 million intersections 
every month. Now, what does he mean by that? There are a lot of Teslas in the world. A vast majority of them have the hardware capability to do full self-driving if the software existed, which <laughs> it might. But what they're also able to do is gather data from people just driving around town. So if you stop at an intersection, it's going to recognize that it's an intersection and it can save that data, bring it back up to Tesla, you know, Tesla's cloud of all of the different intersections in the world. So that way they can get a really diverse segment of intersections in the world through the eyes of the very cars that they need to program how to drive through those intersections. Now get this. So he said a million a month, right? He said soon it'll be a billion a month. I I don't know how that is. I think it's because people are driving less at the moment. No, I think I think it's because they just can't handle more than that until they get the software up, ah, up to speed. And then he said, no one else has this. We are orders of magnitude ahead of others combined. He didn't say we're ahead of like Waymo. He said we're ahead of all of them by orders of magnitude. And let's remind everyone what that means. That is uh, the 10 times to the square root of. Right. So 10, 100, 1,000. Right. So he's said there were orders of magnitude. So I'm at least that would be at least 100 yeah, At least times 100 times. Ahead of all the others combined. He says orders of magnitude a lot. It's kind of a buzzword. Yes. Just to just to clue you in if you haven't heard Elon talk before. Another thing he just dropped here. He mm -hmm. said you should be able to drive from your home to your office with virtually no interventions by the end of the year. Now, Elon has made a lot of autopilot claims in the past. Um, a lot of them have not come true yet. Um, you know, he was saying that there's going to be this cross-country drive that hasn't, you know, that's never actually happened yet. But from what we've been seeing in terms of what the autopilot team is doing, what they're working on, what they have to work with, I'm feeling more and more confident every day that they are getting the information that they need and processing it in the way that is really going to make a big difference. Now, he said that they have increased the range of the Model S and X. So the Model S can now go 391 EPA rated miles and the Model X can go 351 miles. But then he said that the EPA botched the Model S uh, EPA testing and that it can actually go and has been actually going 400 miles for the past two months. Now, what did he mean they botched it? So according to Elon, he said that they left the door open of the car and left the keys inside before the night before the range test, which meant that it didn't have a full, full battery. I don't know how that would happen. <laughs> Um, well, but, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, it's, it's somewhat believable. The world is a crazy place. And I mean, yeah, you just drive a little slower. You hit 400 miles. But I mean, look at this chart here, which shows how far ahead, uh, Tesla is, uh, against all their competitors in terms of range. Yeah. So they've been ahead. They continue to be ahead in terms of range. Uh, amazingly, not one or two miles, right? Dozens of miles. And I think that this is what makes the biggest difference for, for people because they want to start with the best. And then they will pare it down uh, by budget. Right. And so you go to the best, which is the Tesla Model S, and you say, okay, that has the best range, 400 miles. Gee whiz, where am I ever going to – when am I ever going to need this? Then you look at the supercharger network and you go, gee whiz, uh, I'm super duper covered. Um, even if I want to drive to Nova Scotia, I can. Great. So then they go, okay, I can't afford a Model S. They go down to the Model 3, boom, sale. I, I'm just telling you right now, that's how most people are going to think. Elon was also touting their Model Y two-piece rear underbody casting. He said they are going to make a single piece later this year, um, but that no one has ever done this before. And if you've been watching Sandy Monroe, he's shown off this casting. And it's amazing because, as you can see here in the picture, it reduces the number of parts you need when you're making a car. 
And when you reduce the number of parts when you're making a car, you are effectively making the car cheaper because you need less labor, less suppliers. All of this consolidation of parts is going to make for a much cheaper car. And Elon is confident that the Model Y will be their best-selling product ever, which is excellent news if you're a Tesla shareholder. And he said there'll be over 1 million units sold per year starting next year when China, Europe, and the US are all going online. Okay, so Zachary uh, Kirkhorn, who is the CFO, he started talking about the fact that they have the highest ever backlog, obviously because they weren't able to sell some cars uh, with the double plus bad cold, but they had the first ever Q1 profit and that credit sales will increase over time. What was he talking about? So he was talking about credits. Now, you might be like, well, are we in some kind of space sci-fi thing. No, he's talking about uh, stuff like ZEV credits here in the United States or uh, credits over in Europe. Other car companies have to buy credits from Tesla because they do not make efficient enough vehicles. And so governments require that they have a certain number of credits. They create a market of these credits. So that way it incentivizes companies to make efficient vehicles. And if they can't do that, then they have to pay Tesla, which is exactly what happened in this quarter. There was uh, over $300 million of credits that went to Tesla from their competition. Yeah. And it's just going to increase. So that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Zachary also mentioned that they were headed to record deliveries if it weren't for the double plus bad cold. So that's pretty exciting, too. And that uh, Shanghai is operational now and that locally producing in China has helped their profitability. So they're not fully getting all their parts from local suppliers in China yet. But when they do, that's going to imp improve the profitability even more. Right now, he did say that the shutdown at Fremont will affect performance in Q2. But keep in mind that that is going to be an across the board. Basically, any right. company you can think of except for Amazon is going to be negatively affected in Q2 because of what we've been going through this past month. Now, the first question from institutional investors asked about full self-driving and how can they get higher adoption at Tesla? There was a question of whether they would offer a subscription. Um, and Elon said that they were considering offering a subscription service by the end of this year. Wait a minute. Stop. Yes. So right now, if you want full self-driving, you've either got to buy it before you get the car or you got to buy it after you get the car. But either way, you got to buy it. And it, right now it costs $7,000 in the U.S. Right. Now he's talking about a subscription service. So this means that I could pay a monthly fee to get full self-driving. Now, he did say that it will still make sense to buy as an investment and that he's confident that it will pay off to the consumer and that they will not regret doing this, which points very heavily to robo-taxi style uh literal payoff for the owner of the car the first time really that you could buy a car and have it pay you money for doing work that it does i'm really curious to see what they're going to charge as the monthly subscription fee yeah i'm going to guess that it's going to be in the hundreds of dollars because uh <laughs> honestly for a seven thousand dollar upgrade that you're going to be getting for a subscription they're gonna want to limit it somewhere in there so then I got to say, we called this one, uh, I think, just a week ago. Yeah. Um, the second question from institutional investors asked about the China EV subsidies, the fact that the China government has been lowering the subsidies. And now, basically, you can't buy a Model 3 and get the subsidy in China. But if they were to lower the price of the Model 3 by about $2,400, you could. And he said that as of tomorrow in China, which would be today, that they have lowered the, the price of the Model 3 in China. So we absolutely 100% called it. China knew what they were doing. They they knew that they could lower the price of the Model 3. And in this call, they said that the Model 3 in China was cheaper to make than it is in the United States. Yeah. So uh, Tesla is just basically eking out profit there and can cut into that profit in order to get this subsidy, which is just going to drive demand even higher. 
awesome. Uh, there was a question about uh, the crisis and how Tesla has been able to possibly improve their business because of the crisis. And I think the biggest point to take away from this was their touchless delivery model and that you can buy the car online. Yeah, Elon said that you can basically buy the car in less than five minutes. He said, if you really tried hard, you could do it in 90 seconds. You could do it without paperwork and they'll deliver the car to your door. And he said, just not enough people know that. He said, too many people think about buying a car as going to the dentist. And he said, that is not what they want it to be like. With touchless delivery, I mean, it is a completely different way of buying a car than I think we've practically ever seen. And it's one of the safest ways to buy a car right now. What are you going to go down to a dealership and sit in some guy's office? You do not want to do that right now. You would rather pick up the car completely touchless. The next question was, can you preview battery day? And uh, they said that there's lots of exciting news to tell. But of course, they can't tell anything about battery day. But they did say that they were planning on having it the third week of May in either California or Texas. So that should tell you a little bit something about uh, some other things that we're going to be talking about a little bit later in the episode. Next question was full self-driving and how much revenue so far has been made by selling it. So basically right now they're taking about half of the revenue from full self-driving uh, as actual revenue and half as deferred revenue, which means that it's going to get stored in a bank account somewhere um, because they haven't delivered full self-driving oh, so entirely. When, so when do they get to start taking money out of that bank account? As they deliver more and more features, they look at, you know, what percentage of the functionality they've delivered. Um, and that allows them to get more and more uh, of that deferred revenue. So currently, and keep in mind the, the half and half thing, there's $600 million of deferred revenue sitting in a bank somewhere. So wow. Tesla has taken about $600 million of that because, they're, you know, that would have meant that there was uh, $1.2 billion of full self-driving purchases. Interesting. To keep that in mind. If you take $1.2 billion, divide it by uh, $7,000, which is roughly the cost of full self-driving, you get 171,000 people who bought full self-driving. Now there's over a million Teslas on the road. So that means less than 20% bought the full self-driving. Right, which means that there is uh, billions of dollars just sitting out there in people's and driveways. So that's what Elon was talking about when he said that basically once they start opening up subscriptions, that's gonna open up a whole new revenue stream. That certainly will. Um, and so also keep in mind that the number that you said is an at least number because right. they were selling full self-driving for cheaper earlier on True. to get people interested because they, you know, you'd have to wait for a while. And also keep in mind that as they keep rolling out new features, they tend to increase the price of full self-driving to incentivize people to get in early. And this is just all good news for Tesla. Now, there was a question from retail investors on Say, and uh, the question was, when is the next Giga factory going to be announced? And Elon said, possibly as soon as a month. So if you do the math on that, you realize that Battery Day is in about a month. Mm -hmm. And Battery Day is either going to be taking place in California or Texas. So that should give you some idea of where the next Gigafactory might be. Now, he did sort of hedge that by saying that like, oh, it, it, I'll, <laughs> it'll be announced in a month or maybe three, um, yeah. which meant that they've pretty much like the paperwork's probably sitting on his desk as we speak. Right. And they're just like getting in final offers from other states of being like, oh, please, we'll give you a billion dollars <laughs> in tax breaks. And uh, so, yeah, it sounds like it probably is Texas. Another cool thing they pointed out is that we should, probably should be calling the factories Terra factories because he said we're building so much more at each of them. The Gigafactory in Nevada is going to be a small 
Gigafactory. Even though it was going to be the biggest building in the world, it's now going to be dwarfed by some of the other Gigafactories that they're building in the world. Sure. And as we can see from that picture from the Shanghai Gigafactory, where they're building a whole other building, um, you can see why. Um, there's a question here about commercial HVAC market, and Elon says he's excited to build a kick-ass HVAC hospital-grade particle system. And he mentioned that the Model S and X are the only hospital-grade HEPA filters in the world, and that the 3 and the Y are no slouches either, that they're better than any other cars out there in terms of their filter system. Right. And that this, by the way, has a big effect on health, right. air quality. Now, uh, he gave a few more insights into his HVAC system yep. idea. Basically, uh, if you, for those of you familiar with dehumidifiers, what you do is you uh, create water, essentially, by pulling it out of the air by using some energy. Um, and that could be used, as he says, for heating. So you could either take some of the energy that you normally would have had to uh, pipe out of your house into a big condenser outside um, in order to cool it in the summer, you could actually take that energy and heat water with it, and then you'd have hot water in your house with an HVAC system. Clean hot that's water. Actually, so instead of having a separate system that is heating water, you're just throwing that energy away, you could actually be taking the energy from your house that's, it's hot, oh, it's so hot in this house, turn down the temperature. The temperature would actually, the energy from your house would actually be going into your hot water. Wow, because we all need hot water in our house. And he would be getting the water from the air as well, because you can just dehumidify the air and and it would be HEPA filter grade stuff. So it, it would be like you would have an extraordinarily clean house uh, in terms of just the air quality. He did say it could be a hell of a product. And he did mention, by the way, that uh, they have tremendous demand for their stationary storage right now, more than they can supply. So just think about their batteries for a second They're They've got more demand. Then there came a question, when are you going to stop selling your storage to utilities and instead just install it? as your own utility. And Elon said, well, we haven't thought of that yet because our brains are full. So fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But when but your brain comes around to it, you you're going to see that just like in our Elon the Disruptor series, that's something you're going to want to do. All right. So analyst questions started coming in and Adam Jonas from Morgan Stanley asked, um, are you a bit worried about being able to resume production in the Bay Area? And, and so politics alert. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Elon has opinions. Danger, danger. Uh, yeah, he said that uh, we're forcibly imprisoning people in their homes. What the f And he was outraged. And he says it's causing great harm that many small companies that won't weather the storm and it's causing a lot of strife to a lot of people. And so then uh, Adam asked him this question. He said, do you have any messages to U.S. lawmakers that you'd like to make about coming out of this crisis regarding the EV infrastructure? Right. And, and so Adam Jonas, you know, he basically was like, this is very similar to when we were coming out of the Depression and, and Franklin, you know, had the, the New Deal. This is similar to after the war when we made the interstate highway system. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what is your message to lawmakers about infrastructure? And I'm going to have to give uh, credit to Adam Jonas on this one because that, I think, was the best, most interesting question of the, of the whole call. And uh, Elon said that it's high time we make investments in infrastructure in this country. He said that China is better at infrastructure. He said that Europe is better than infrastructure. He said that it's, it's quite sad that, you know, the infrastructure in the United States is kind of laughable compared to the rest of the world. And I thought that that was very interesting. Yeah, he said it's not just a question of money, but of will. And he said, what will transportation of the future be? He said, if in the 1920s we had just invested in steam power, uh, would that have been a stupid thing to do? He's like, this is the time to think about the future. 
And then, of course, he went on to be a little bit political again. And he said, is this the right time to infringe upon people's rights? People will be very angry if we keep them locked up in their houses. And yeah, I think that that was very interesting, the the, the discussion about infrastructure. Um, I personally would have liked to hear a little bit more about the EV infrastructure or solar, that type of infrastructure. Elon was very focused on roads and bridges, which is Hey, I mean, I agree. It's I'm not saying like, forget the bridges, let's build solar panels. But I think we should be just focusing on all forms of infrastructure uh, going forward and being very future focused in terms of making smarter grids that are a little bit more resilient towards the potentially hostile future that we face in terms of the climate. There was a question from the Baird analyst about adding Hiro Mitsuno to the board of directors of Tesla. And Elon said, we all need a hero. He basically went through Hero's resume explaining. But, but you know, what's interesting is that the Baird analyst, I think, thought that Hero was appointed to the board to have some influence over Panasonic. And what did Elon say about that? And he's like, this has nothing to do with Panasonic. And to anyone who kind of is in the know about this, you kind of get that picture. Keep in mind that Hero came from the uh, Japanese pension fund, which was one of the largest pension funds in the world that stopped short selling. And I think that Elon really respects him for that particular reason. And Elon had nothing bad to say about him. And one of the final questions here was from Loop Ventures, and they asked about full autonomy by the end of the year. And they're like, how's that going to play out? Um, and so Elon kind of walked it through that we release more functionality first with extensive testing. We do a simulation first, then small test teams, which Elon is a member of, and then private beta, then a larger beta, then early access, then broad release. And they go through a rigorous safety process. Um, and he said, first, we're going to get good at complex intersections. Then we're going to work on turns at intersections and then things like busy mall parking lots and special events. Those are extra hard cases. And Elon said he himself is deeply involved with the team and that they meet every week except for the past few weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and he said they have tremendous momentum and that full self-driving should be by the end of the year. And then they're going to work on improving the reliability so that they can provide a vast body of data to the regulators. So then the question came, well, when do you ha hope to have this so that there is a, still a human in the loop, but that it can do the job by itself? Well, and the question also was structured in a way that Elon didn't answer it. Um, the analyst was kind of asking, like, when do we go from people who are kind of lease uh, not leasing out, but uh, uh, subbing out their cars to do the driving? And when do we get to the, the purely robo taxi model, which is what I think he thought was where Tesla would own the vehicles and Tesla would be operating the vehicles that they own. Elon went on to say that his hope is that human in the loop um, autonomy which is basically means that you're sitting in the driver's seat, but you're not driving, would happen early 2021. Which wait, is wait, what? That's next, less than a year. Next year. Um, and then in terms of like full robo-taxi mode, uh, his guess is uh, next year in some markets. Again, I think his time frame has got to be off, but right. it, it's exciting that it's off. I mean, because... he, went, he went into a long ramble saying that basically this is like the midpoint guess that there's like a 50-50 chance that he could be faster or slower. He than did this. point out that every single thing he said would happen has at least eventually happened. So this is exciting. Even if he's off by a year or two or three, it's still amazingly fast. Right. Um, and then there was a question by New Street, which was so boring and just talking about margins. He actually asked two questions, I think, and we almost fell asleep. And then thankfully, the call ended. Um, holy moly, was that question the most stuck up, boring, like 
But what, like, we're talking about the future here, and this guy's, well, what about margins? But you know, this was awesome news. I'm just so excited to be able to bring to you another quarter of awesome Tesla news. Three in a row. Take a look at the stock price. This Woo! is exciting stuff, guys. Wow. And we've got battery day coming up, and we think it's the third week of May. So that's right around the corner. We need things to look forward to, yes, people. So this is definitely something to look forward to. I mean, this is all great news, and we haven't even had Battery Day yet. That is going to be really exciting. Now, let's just look forward just one more quarter. I hate looking quarterly like this because, you know, long distance, it's so much more exciting. But let's look at the next quarter. We're not expecting anything good, which is no, unfortunate. No, it's going to be a tough quarter for everybody. Now, I mean, obviously, Tesla's doing better than most. But, yeah, I, to think that they're going to be profitable, that would be – I don't know how that would happen. It I mean, would be It would be a miracle. Tough. It would be a miracle. Very tough. Right. So don't get your hopes up on that. But who cares? We're profitable in Q1. Things are going fantastic. we got plenty of cash in the bank. And we got battery day coming up. So And China Gigafactory on. is still up and running. Yes. And they're building another huge portion of it. I mean, that would be the hope that they're going to sell a lot of cars in China in this quarter. And so. I think that they will because they're hitting. They're lowering the prices yep. like we said they would mm -hmm. last week. So exciting. Woo! This was a great in-depth. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you liked it, hit the like button. You can also hit the subscribe button to see more videos like this. Uh, we've covered basically every Tesla earnings call in depth. Um, now, this one came out on a Thursday, but normally they're out on a Friday. And in fact, our next in-depth is going to be out next Friday. It's going to be the rebuttal to the Planet of the Humans movie that just came out that a lot of you have been writing to us about. So you don't want to miss that. Make sure that you subscribe. And if you want to become a Patreon, we would love it. It would be a huge support to the channel. If you head on over to Patreon, you can watch our Patreon bonus stories, which are our weekly news stories that no one else gets to watch except for our Patreons by joining for at least a buck a month. Thank you so much for watching. Now, now you know. know.